Kids Dark Interest Goth Radio is on your radio with your host DJD. Investing goth, dark wave, post-punk, psychobilly, uh, tributes to people we've lost, Halloween countdowns, spooky tunes, horror business, and tonight Dub D's hanging out a little bit. 803-576-9872 is the number to call us, 803-576-WSC, 86 days until Halloween, and this is your Dark Entries Goth Radio, let's go.
right, so uh, it's a little uh, breakfast machine music from uh, Pee Wee's A Big Adventure. It's the, the start of my little tribute to uh, Paul Rubens coming up in just a second. We're going to do a little double tribute to Paul Rubens and Sinead O'Connor uh, in the first little set here. Short set. Then we'll come back and do some announcements and stuff. But I'm uh, Dark Injuries Goth Radio is on your radio. I'm DJ D and uh, on w- WUSC 90.5 FM Columbia. Uh, mourning the loss of two of my favorite people. And for you, I'll tell a little story for you kids. This is for the kids. This is for the people who weren't around um, back when this happened. But one of my favorite Paul Rubens moments was when he, uh, so for some of you kids don't realize that, like, you know, he was at the height of his fame. He was super famous. He had Pee-wee's Playhouse, the, the show. Uh, he had, I think at that point, had the movie. Of course, he had the movie with Tim Burton and everything. And super, super famous, big star. Then he got himself into a spot of trouble. <laughs> Um, not going to go into detail, but it was illicit. It was, it was, uh, pretty, pretty shocking. Um, it got him, you know, I guess, uh, the 1980s version of canceled and, um, you know, the late night TV hosts were, uh, were making a field day of it. And so they had tons of jokes and things. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a big, big controversy, big shocking thing. I remember. And so he, you thought he was done. You thought that was the end of his career. You thought, you know, this is sad. He's probably never going to bounce back from this. And but everyone still loved him, and so the 1991 MTV Music Awards comes around, and what did they do? Without telling anyone, they pulled a little surprise on everybody. They invited him to come and do the intro to the Music Awards in costume as Pee Wee, and he comes out, and the crowd just loses it. You see, it's a standing ovation. Everyone loves it. Everyone comes in, he's cheering and everything, and um, you know, after months and months and months of late night television like ripping him apart. And, you know, basically trying to end his career. He comes out and would, like, just completely owns it. And the first words out of his mouth are, you guys heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> it was so great. It was so it was the best way to, like, diffuse, like, the elephant in the room. You know, everyone knew. Everyone was thinking, you know. And um, so, and then that, I think that was kind of like, that's what, this is my personal opinion, that's what brought his career back. Like, the fact that he was able to come out and actually just make a joke of the whole thing. And totally own it, and just still be Pee Wee, and I love that guy. Uh, my other big um, story, which is kind of a non-story, is that a few years ago, if you know, you know. Um, if you were, especially if you're like you know working movies and everything, and if you're if you're in Columbia at this time, um, a few years ago he was in town for a week or two, something like that, for uh, this movie being shot down here with um, uh, it was like Jessica Biel and uh, Justin Timberlake and some other people. And uh, I so wanted to get work on that movie because all my friends are working on it, you know, and I try to work in, in film when I can, when it happens in town. And uh, this is kind of a non-story because all the things I were hoping was going to happen didn't happen <laughs> because he kept going out to, like, the art bar and other places and restaurants and clubs and things. And everywhere he would go, my friends would be there and uh, and hang out with him and have drinks with him. And I just heard all these cool stories, and they were hitting me up, and people were calling me and hitting my phone up and being like, hey, you got to get down here. Rubens is here. Uh, we're having drinks with Pee Wee, blah, blah, blah. And um, and every single time I tried to go somewhere to meet up and make it happen, he had just left. He just kept dodging me, like, every single time. He had just left, like, two seconds ago. Like, I just missed him. And so that's why I say it's a non-story, because nothing happened. <laughs> it was just a series of near misses <laughs> when uh, when Rubens was here. But So that's, uh, that's it. I, I mean, he was, you know, it's kind of hard not to love that guy, so it really sucks. And we lost Janine O'Connor, too, which I can't, I don't even want to get into it. That just bums me out. I was a huge fan, huge, huge fan, um, and just totally bummed out by that. So we've got a little bit of a tribute to both coming up in just a second. Dubsy is doing whatever he's doing. 
I uh, let me oh. get you turned off. Okay. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. There was um uh several years ago I saw a really cool coffee table book by this guy named Wayne White. And he was one of the set designers on Pee Wee's Playhouse. And what I'm scrambling for right now was I swear there was a style of art that they they were, you know, implementing on the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse. But, you know, just a cursory search of the old internet right here and, and uh, found this article where, you know, there's a quote from somebody that's saying that uh, it was an art project that made it into a TV show. That So I'll just... You know, so it says with the burgeoning punk movement in full swing, Rubens kept seeing inventive posters he loved all over Los Angeles. He eventually discovered that they had all been designed by one person, the post underground comics artist Gary Panter. He invited Panter to do a poster for his upcoming production. And per Rubens, he came to the show and said, I'd love to do the poster, but I'd also love to design the whole thing. It was one of those kismet sort of things. So. Yeah, there is there is a very conscious effort to incorporate, you know, art like real art into the set of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And if you remember that show, if you watch that show, like it was a very unique and iconic. Oh yeah, set. It was decked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I so wanted as a kid to have a door that had that the jagged um, sort of tooth design on the side. You remember like the door would like yeah. it was like a jagged. <laughs> In and out, triangle shape kind of thing. Um, I so wanted to try to rig up a way to like have a door that looked like that, to, like my bedroom door. I wanted it to look like that. Um, everybody loved that show, man. And yeah, it did have a different, uh, a different aesthetic to it for sure. Um, all right, cool. Well, I'm gonna get to uh, a little bit of a tribute here. We're gonna play it's like a three track thing. It won't last long at all. It's pretty short. Um, but I'm gonna play a few little samples and interviews and things uh, as a tribute to both Paul Rubens and Sinead O'Connor. Um, and we'll do that. We'll knock that out. We'll come back. We'll talk some more. With WDZ hanging out on Dark Entries Goth Radio and uh, 90.5 WSC. We'll come back, we'll do a little talk, and we'll do some announcements, we'll do some new releases, we'll do some old releases, we'll do all kinds of sideways releases, all kinds of jazz. So uh, that's all coming up on the show. Right now, uh, here's the uh, beginning of our little uh, tribute to these guys. ago, along the same stretch of road, in a dense fog, just like this, I saw the worst accident I ever seen. There was this sound, like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building. When they finally pulled the driver's body from the twisted, burning wreck, it looked like this. 
Yes, sir. That was the worst accident I ever seen. I get off right up here. Have a nice day. <laughs> Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. Spotlight, uh, it's Geneva Connor in the spotlights. I want to, I want your hands on me, Mandinka, and Troy. We'll see those videos, uh, plus a little chitin' and chatting with her in a couple seconds. Geneva Connor, if you don't know already, the new sensation of the pop music field. Of course, you'd hate that. Uh, 20 years old, born and raised in Dublin. Um, she's lived in London for the past couple of years, and that is a result, of course, of the fact that uh, she had to move there to get all the stuff together for this demo tape. Um, the name of her uh, debut LP is called The Lion and the, Lion and the Cobra. It's a line from Psalm 91. She says she finds the Bible very intriguing and inspiring, and she's written a lot of songs based upon stuff that she has read in the Bible. Now, how she met, um, it was a chance meeting. Uh, the Edge from uh, U2 heard her singing uh, for a group called Intua Nua, and was very intrigued by her voice and her songwriting style, and asked her if she would co-write a song with him, which they did do. The song was called Heroin, and it appeared on a soundtrack album called Captive, and the rest kind of is history, though she does claim quite adamantly that she is no one's protege, including The Edge or anyone from U2. So let's do I Want Your Hands on Me, Mandinka and Troy, and let's listen to Sinead O'Connor here in the spotlight. How much did you have to do with, with putting together the video? Um, I didn't really need to sort of express any opinions about what I wanted because the guy that did the video is a guy called John Mabry who's a film director and an artist and he's a friend of mine and he's I've known him for about a year and he's like listened to the music quite a lot and I had an awful lot of trust in him and in what he you know would do so I, he never asked me to do anything that I felt uncomfortable with so I you know didn't mind leaving it in his hands. Having seen a lot of videos myself, why I think this video is particularly amazing is because it captures about 20 different emotions mm. in five minutes, like that's all your like songs it. do. Yeah, that's why I like it, because it, it, the album is, you know, changeable, and so the video is changeable, and the song is changeable, you know, so it sort of gets everything out in a few minutes. very specific beliefs about very specific political things and I would do whatever I could to help those things. Um, uh, if somebody asked me to do something and I knew nothing about their organisation, I think I wouldn't do it unless I knew about them and felt very strongly about what they were doing and everything else. Does anyone fit that bill currently? Not really. I mean, I, I was asked to do an Amnesty International Festival, um, which I think Amnesty International are a very admirable organisation and everything, but um, they, as you know, help political prisoners in all over the world and everything else, but they specifically um, deny rights to um, Irish political prisoners, um, which is obviously a thing that I feel very strongly about, so I wouldn't work with them, for example, unless they were prepared to help Irish political prisoners.
All right, so a little double tribute to um, both Paul Rubens and uh, Sinead O'Connor, which uh, inadvertently turned into a tri- triple tribute to, uh, we just threw some Chris Cornell in there, too, while we're at it, because I missed that guy to death, too. Um, why, why are all my favorite people dying? That's the question I have. Um, why is grunge dead? And when I say that, I don't mean it's some, like, you know, insulting figurative way. I mean, in a literal sense, like, Eddie Vedder is the only one left. Like, Pearl Jam's all that's left of grunge. It sucks. Um, I never got to see any of the grunge acts. I never got to see any of the big ones. Um, closest I've come is a, an Alice in Chains tribute band I've seen a couple of times, which is which are really great, actually. Um, they're called Angry Chair. If you can catch them anywhere, definitely catch them. They play around this area quite a bit. Uh, so that's that about that. Uh, let's go into something a little bit more a little bit more fun to talk about. I'm here with Dub Deasy, and we were just talking about uh, various topics. But what I was what I was mentioning to him off air, off mic, was that when I was kind of like doing some research to put together a little bit of a set, I found an old condom commercial that uh, Sinead O'Connor did, and it, it says in the video that it's her first appearance ever on TV. And she doesn't actually speak in it. Uh, it's your classic early 90s voiceover with some music. I, th- I think there's some music in it. And uh, I don't remember the brand of condoms. It's like, it's like Pyrotex or something like that. It's like a UK brand. And uh, the guy s- says something like, uh, Stacy wants her friends to be safe. Stacy only uses Pyrotech condoms and all this kind of stuff. And she's like mugging for the camera, not speaking, but you can see the condoms like in her pocket and stuff. And it kind of cuts to them and it cuts to her face. And then like she kind of squats down and the camera's all rotating around her. And it's like, it's, it's 90s as hell. Like it's it's the most late 80s, early, early 90s aesthetic, uh, which I think as the other guy said a few minutes ago, is I think Line of the Cobra came out like 91 or 92 no, 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 it was the late 80s. What am I saying? I think it was late 80s. Yeah, anyways, around that same time before she was ever famous. But what that um, led me to start talking to with, with these was that uh, there was a time, and you don't really see this anymore, but there was a time when, like, aspiring musicians and other people in aspiring art forms would take commercial gigs and even movie and TV gigs just to get on television just because they, they were desperate to get just some sort of audience in front of them, even if, like, they didn't even want to be an actress. And... Uh, that doesn't happen so much anymore. You don't really see it happen. I, th- I think a lot of it's because it's not necessary because everyone's sort of creating their own brand and they kind of you know making their own celebrity online and stuff. So they're, they're just desperate to like find an outlet because everyone has an outlet now. Um, but back in the day, you do anything you can do to get an audience in front of you. And so you had like Tori Amos showing up in a in a, in a, uh, a cereal commercial uh, for uh, cornflakes. And before she was ever famous, and so this is the story oh, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Oh yeah. right. Well, she's got the song called Cornflake Girl. That's right? what that's about. Right. That's why the chorus is it never was a cornflake girl. Yeah. Thought it was a good solution, and it's about how she didn't want to do it. Oh. Yeah. Man, I wish we'd hear that one right now. Yeah. We I'm can't sure play Tori Amos. Can I don't we? think we can. No. no. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the chorus from the song now. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll come to me. Yeah. But yeah. that happened back then. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big comic book nerd, mm-hmm. and um, this goes after you comic book nerd people. You know, if, if you're a comic book nerd, you know who Rob Liefeld is. Uh, he's the creator of Deadpool, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he's mostly known for. But he was also one of the founding members, uh, founding members of Image Comics. So, like, he and the six other guys broke away from Marvel Comics in 91 or 92 and formed Image Comics. Um, and that's what gave us Youngblood and Spawn and Savage Dragon and all that kind of stuff. So... Um, Anyway, uh, around that time, when he was at the peak of his fame, he somehow, he had all kinds of connections, and he got cast to be in a Levi commercial for Levi Jeans that was directed by Spike Lee. 
Yeah, and so so he got out big guns. Yeah, 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 and he still gets clowned for it all the time now because he was in the jeans commercial. You know, he's not an actor. Yeah, and 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 obviously, if you see the commercial, he's not an actor. Right, (laughs) it's pretty obvious. But he has a a podcast called Rob's Observations that I listen to. I was actually listening to on the way up here. Uh, Good name. Yeah, and he has a whole episode dedicated to like how that went down and how it was made and how he got those hookups and stuff. He's 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 got all kinds of weird connections because he uh, just living in L.A. and in the entertainment industry. He's like friends with Tom Cruise and mm-hmm. he had some movie deal with Tom Cruise at one point. And I, I've got a weird one or two degrees away from separation from him because I know people and am friends with people that he works with currently mm-hmm. that he makes comics with right now because uh, we go back to like working together at uh, Piers and Dragons, the comic book store here in town. You worked there? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that's so, awesome! Yeah, I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time, DJ. <laughs> so like ex employees, so rad man. Yeah, ex employees of that store now write comics professionally and, and work with that guy. Yeah. Of course, yeah, man. Yeah. I used to go out there to play like buy magic cards. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they they had have a had a bin out there that was you know like a penny penny mm-hmm. a card because they they were like not tournament legal anymore. Tangential thought though about the celebrities on tv shows and everything did you ever watch a show called you can't do that on television yeah i used to right? love that yeah, yeah yeah man remember this is a canadian show oh i know where you're going with this so I know where you you probably can fill in some of the blanks i know who you're about to talk about okay <laughs> yeah anyway go ahead sorry yeah yeah well because there was ryan reynolds was he on it he was on it oh, I didn't even know. yeah and uh but yeah but one of my first crushes <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, not at the time, I would say a little bit later when she released her first album or her, you know, uh-huh. monumental album, Jagged uh-huh. Little Pill. Uh-huh. That is, of course, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> and do you remember on that show if you yeah. said the phrase, I don't know, uh, you, you would get don't slimed? Say it. Don't say it. <laughs> oh, well, look ah. up, look up. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do that. We need yeah. to set that up in the station yeah. where if DJs on the air say, I don't know. They get some of that Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, yeah. And if you say water, yeah, you get and, watered. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's another thing of like trying to break in the biz. I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, they were child actors, mm-hmm. and I guess maybe Alanis Morissette figured out that she was a musician. Mus- she would be a musician yeah. rather than an actor, yeah. or something like that. But, but yeah, I think you're exactly right about just getting in front of a stage, getting noticed. Well, speaking of early crushes, now that I think about it, I had a thing for Moose. Remember Moose? No. She was on the show. She I mean, was like one of the main characters that was on there all the time. Yeah. She was the, the dark-haired girl, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was yeah. watching it, I was like too young to know what a crush was. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I, I can't really speak. Yeah, my, my One of my first ones was, wow, okay, you guys are going to come for me now. There's nothing wrong with having a crush on a cartoon. Let's just put it... <laughs> Oh, Perfectly dude, I was fine. literally just thinking that about how one of my friends growing up, we were just like shooting the breeze yeah. and like talking about, you know, people we thought were cute or something like that. And mm. somehow I'm pretty sure he volunteered mm. that he had at some point had a crush on Penny from Inspector Gadget. Not <laughs> 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 <Hey>, Penny. <laughs> oh, Penny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I feel better about mine now. Even mine, well, mine's a little weirder. Do tell. Um, gadget from Chip and Dale Re- Rescue Rangers. Oh. 
Wow, that's that's like a couple times removed. Because well, was that was she like a squirrel or something? Or like she, a chipmunk? She was, uh, she was a chipmunk. She's yeah, a yeah. chipmunk, right? She was like because yeah. there's Chip and Dale, but then for the show yeah, they yeah. had to get you know bust out the cat. Because then there was the, also the rat Monterey Jack. Who'd yeah. Be like, Jeez. Oh wow, Jesus. <laughs> was that, now I'm getting mixed up. Was he? Because there were a couple of shows that were very similar. So he wasn't the one that flew the plane. No, that was Tailspin. Tailspin. I always get those two mixed Tailspin. Up. Yeah, I always get those two confused, yeah. And don't yeah. confuse that with DuckTales. DuckTales. <laughs> yeah, we all know DuckTales. But I think they were connected. I think they were like in the same universe or something. Well, because I think Donald Duck was on DuckTales and Tailspin. I yeah. know. And the guy who, there was like a variation in, in my young mind of like mm. Baloo the Bear from the Jungle Book. Yeah. It was like they used the same bear and yeah. the same voice, the vo- same voice actor, yeah. but just colored the bear brown instead yeah, of like yeah. bluish gray. Yeah, I think you were meant to understand that it was the same one. Um, but yeah, it's about the age where you start to have those weird realizations where you start to make those kind of connections. Yeah. And you start to like, the, 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 the curtain starts to get pulled aside. You start to realize, right. wait a minute. I'm seeing something like I like I'm starting to understand how how TV works. Like you make your own connections. Like I remember realizing that Cobra Commander and Starscream sound exactly alike, and that that had to be the same guy doing that voice because it was. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah, and and that if I watched enough, if you watch enough Transformers and GI Joe of that time, everyone started to sound alike. Oh, yeah. Because there were about five voiceover artists, <laughs> and they were using them forever for all the gigs. Yeah. Yeah, and characters in both shows, just because they only had so much range, you know, and you did start to get characters sounding exactly alike. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. there was a uh, voice actor, I remember, who did the voice of Chucky on Rugrats, and I forget, mm-hmm. and she, she is a woman, mm-hmm. and I think she did a voice on The Simpsons, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, now you're connecting things, because that's, um, what's her name, Daly, last name Daly. Um, who's in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? She's Dottie in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what what else was she in? Um, I don't know what else. Oh, she's in um she was in Valley Girl, a movie called Valley Girl. Oh. And then she was in a Rob Zombie movie. I'm trying to think of which one it is. Yeah, oh. I think she was in. She might have been in House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't know because yeah. Anyway, she she had a, she was big in the eighties. Like she had a lot of she got a lot of work back then. Okay. Um, but yeah, now she does voiceover. But yeah, yeah. So, so it all comes back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing about Gadget was that uh. I can't figure out if it's like a chicken and egg kind of thing. Because I can't figure out if I like Gadget because she looked like this girl I went to school, co- school with called Pam. Or if I was into Pam because she looked like Gadget. I don't know if I would have told Pam I think that she looked like a cartoon Never did. Monk. This is the first time I've ever said it out yeah, loud. I, don't, now, or right. I really doubt she listens to this yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're like, hey, like, you resemble my, my cartoon chipmunk crush. Yeah. I don't know how far you get with that one. Yeah. Nowadays, though, with, with all the... um. You know, cosplay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There might be some. You, there might be a gadget out there for you if you go to the oh, right sure there is. convention. I'm sure there, there might is. be a gadget <laughs> waiting to meet you. There's an everything. <laughs> if yeah. you can imagine it, somebody's doing it. Somebody's dressing up like it. Yeah. And you know, if you're yeah. trying to win over a chipmunk, you know what you got to yeah. give her. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you bring him on to talk about aliens, and this is where it goes. Right. We can go back to aliens. <laughs> Um, safer territory. Quickly, I, I got a long set coming up, but I did want to talk about Barbieheimer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've since seen since the last time we spoke. I've did you do both. the double header in one day? I don't have that the energy for that. Um, <laughs> I don't have it in me. That's a lot. Have you seen Oppenheimer? I haven't. seen It is either seventeen one. hours long. Oh. <laughs> I saw it last night, 
And um, I had a family and children by the time I came out of it. It was <laughs> that thing is long. Um, it's paced well. It's good. But I was with my cousin, and I could tell he was in that last hour. He was getting antsy. I could, I could tell when he's I'm losing him. You know, it was yeah. He he was starting to get fidgety. He, he kind of wanted to get out of there. Um, but uh, plus we had a super late show too. Like it started at ten thirty. I didn't get home till like two, literally. Um, but um, yeah, and I saw Barbie like early in the week. So. God bless you if you split the, if you knock those out back to back. That's a lot of movie. Yeah, yeah that w- that would be, and yeah. definitely a head switch going from yeah Barbie. Although DJ Crimson, when yeah. he was on earlier, was saying that uh, that he found that the Barbie movie made a lot of interesting and relevant social commentary. Yeah, it's more serious and deep, and even dark. I would say than I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like it gets dark real quick. Yeah, he was saying yeah. that it like deals with the issues of the patriarchy. Yeah, and uh, he also said, you know, I t- I told him I was I was sort of picked up that there seemed to be like some breaking of the fourth wall with like yeah. Mattel jokes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, it's really metaphysical and really like she she essentially has an, an existential crisis basically. Mm. Yeah, I might have to. Yeah, might have to. Yeah. You know, get get. Well, I guess it's in theaters now, so yeah, probably gonna be for a while. For a little yeah, while might longer, have to yeah. wait on that till it comes out yeah. at home, and you know, mm-hmm. get get everything just right, so I can really give that the mental attention mm-hmm. it deserves. He said, "What what he means? He doesn't want to say this. What he means is he's got an outfit. Is what he's got an outfit. He doesn't want to wear it out in public. That's what he's talking about. He's got to put. He's got to get his outfit on. Oh yeah, he's got it's true. <laughs> what would you think about?" Could you see he's me and pour himself pink a little coveralls? glass of rosé? He's got he's got to get the lights down low. He's got to get the candles on. Got to get the mood going right. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, please, please yeah. imagine me right mm-hmm. now in pink coveralls, with like, um, maybe like a contrasting, kind of pink, like like maybe like dark pink coveralls and a light pink kind of long sleeve tee, or something like that. <laughs> that's that's uh. That's more frightening than the bomb that uh, Oppenheimer dropped, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, he did a great job in that. He, uh, it, it, I was telling my buddy Brian... Um, by the way, go to reviewtheworld.com, by the way. That's my buddy Brian's uh, site. Uh, he, I was telling him that he both looks exactly like him and also looks nothing like him at all. Like, he did such a great job of convincing you that is that is an Oppenheimer. What's that's the a actor's version name? Of him, yeah. Uh, it's the Killian or Cillian Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know him from um, he's in a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan's movies. He was um, well, he was Scarecrow in the Dark Knight trilogy, and he was in uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. And yeah, so okay, yeah. I hadn't seen that. I I seen yeah. like no movies, man. I was telling G.J. Crimson last movie I saw mm-hmm. in theater was Star Wars with Carrie Fisher. The last the last one she did was like that's been a little while, like eight years ago or while, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. Last time <laughs> they've made like thirty more Star theater. Wars things since then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed because yeah. I think it was before they sold to Disney or whatever that mm-hmm. that did. Mm, yeah, it was around the same time. Yeah, I think it was it was right right before that. Um, yeah, now what I like is that uh, Christopher Nolan does use the same cast over and over again. It's kind of cool. I like when directors do that, actually. It's it's kind of cool to kind of see somebody familiar when you, you know. I was counting up the people who were in this movie that he's used before in other movies. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of that. Yeah, That's so. what I like about the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like when directors do that. I know a lot of people don't like that, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of like it's like it's kind of like watching a show that you that you keep up with for seasons after seasons. You know, it's kind of like you can 
it's it, you become familiar with these people you know it just becomes comfortable to mm-hmm. see the same faces show up it's like you know martin scorsese and uh de niro and uh, joe pesci and all that you just go and go back to those same guys you know it's like that's what you want it's the comfort of it you know so yeah, yeah wes anderson uh, does that too right yeah yeah exactly so that's a guy i need to catch up with i've actually only ever seen two maybe wes anderson movies if that yeah well, he had that one come out this summer called uh asteroid city yeah yeah i wanted to see that and i kept missing it and then when i got ready to do it it was already gone hmm. but yeah um yeah i gotta i gotta maybe just do a binge of him and catch up with him because i'm way behind on his stuff um well i don't have anybody to go see movies with yeah. i mean it's not not like complaining but <clears throat> yeah but that's for real one of the factors because my my partner in crime who i went to go see a i should not put it like that but uh who i want to go see a movie with last time you know, she was with her fiance and everything like that, and uh, she had a purse and managed to get some beers in the theater. And I was <laughs> like, "That's nuts!" I was not expecting that, and I hear this like clinking of glass beside mm-hmm. me. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. She's, she had she's like popping the cap on a bottle of beer. Mm. Wow! Actually, I think it might have been wine. I think she might have had like small bottles of wine. I can't mm. remember what it was, but I was just like, "Wow!" I was like. I have so much respect for you. I think the, the general thinking there is that the hidden secret in movie theaters is that they know what goes on, and I don't think they care. I really don't think they care at all. No. I think they know what happens, and then they can't be bothered to, to try to stop it every time. Yeah. You know, there are. it's not like they're not making money. They're doing fine. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so um, I go at least once a week. I'm a pretty hardcore goer, like uh, sometimes twice a week. So I've got like the uh, the Regal Unlimited plan. I pay like twenty bucks a month for unlimited tickets. Oh, nice! Uh, so which is way cheaper than actually paying for tickets every time I go. I mean, it pays for itself on the first one or two trips. You know, um, if you if you go as frequently as I do, it's worth it. If you don't, then it's probably not. But um, you know, and concessions are ridiculously expensive. But I get ten percent off of all concessions, and then you get like reward points, which you I can pretty frequently cash in for free stuff. So it's not unusual at all for one or two trips in the month or something I'll go and everything's everything's just 100% free because I've mm-hmm. got enough reward points I just cashed all in for all the free popcorn and stuff so uh, it's it's yeah it's not unusual at all for me to go in and not pay and not pay anything at all you know and that's VIP with pop- status that's with popcorn drinks and everything but yeah yeah um, I also this is unrelated I have a leather jacket I wear all the time mm-hmm. and it has some pretty deep pockets Mm. Um, just so you know, in case you're wanting to buy leather jackets, this metaphorically, le- you telling us you're rich. This is a leather jacket. No, this is literally. Yeah. If you're if you're shopping for leather jackets, I'm just this is a word of advice. I'm just switching topics now. The pockets that are in mine are often are very deep and can hold a lot. Mm-hmm. I found that just in a pinch, if I'm just out and about doing other things, that it's the perfect size to to hide like a can of soda. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a shopping tip. For people shopping for leather jackets, <clears throat> but look, put, to put a finer point on it, don't yeah. hide the can of soda in your leather jacket when you're shopping for a can of soda. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend doing That's that. That's not We're what you do. That. <laughs> Pay for the soda. Also, unrelated, there are a lot of good movies that are out right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, and and concessions happen to be a little bit expensive, uh, but. Uh, Totally unrelated topic. I'm not linking those two things at all. Totally unrelated. <clears throat> Can I say a word about Sinead O'Connor? Yeah. Jumping way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was I just want to recognize, because I said this on my show last week, she was like, gave like big sis vibes, because I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. And so she's older than I am. And I just always got that 
that vibe. Like I looked up to her. Like mm-hmm. she was like a role model. I didn't grasp the way, like what she was doing when she was speaking truth to power the way that she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I knew that people were agitated with her, which got my attention. Yeah. And I was like, well, she must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those deals, I think, when everybody doesn't listen to them until it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she was on to something way before everyone else was, was for so many different things. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, to be as informed as, and, and active and to be as young as she was. Um, she was a more wise 18-year-old than mm-hmm. most 50-year-olds ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Sinead and also Paul Rubens. I'm going to jump into the show. I'm going to do, uh, let's jump into my first set here because we still, the clock is a ticking. It's 10 till 9, so uh, I got a long set. And this one's going to be new releases, um, entirely new releases. And... Uh, looks like about six tracks, and then we'll take a little break. We'll get to our words of wisdom. I'll tell you what, what I do real quick. I was planning on doing this anyway. I'm going to do a really quick uh, rapid-fire rundown of all of the shows coming to the Carolinas um, before I get into our, our first set here. Cause I kind of plan on doing that anyway. So here's here's your show rundown, your concert calendar. Um, what is today? Today's the 5th. So starting tomorrow, uh, the 6th, uh, Car Paper Cobb at uh, Hooligans Live in Jacksonville, North Carolina. That's with DJ Wookie and DJ Dave Industry. Uh, August 11th is the Dearly Departed Funerary Auction and Sale on Facebook Live. August 12th is um, Reflections at Tommy's Pub. That's uh, a goth night that happens there about once a month. That's uh, in Charlotte, uh, at Tommy's Pub in Charlotte, with DJ Velventine and DJ uh, Sanity. Uh, August 12th is Safe Word at the Wicked Witch. That's the show I was mentioned to before. Um, and This blurb comes directly from the Facebook announcement for that because uh, it just sums up better than I could. It says, what are you into? An evening of fetish uh, gear, sex music, liberation, and fun in a queer-centered but straight-slash-cis-inclusive space. August 24th, uh, Voice of the Vampire is a show happening in Greenville County Library with Velveteen Wolf and uh, Dacre Stoker. Uh, Dacre Stoker being the the, uh, nephew of Bram Stoker, believe it or not. I've met that guy a couple times. He's a really cool guy. The actual nephew of Bram Stoker. Um, He does a lot of, like... uh, club gigs and, and uh, cons and stuff like that. Anyway, that's uh, Voice of the Vampire is going to be in Greenville County Library on August 24th, and it's free to get in. August 26th, Goth Night at the Wicked Witch uh, featuring 20th Century Boy, uh, DJ Dies a Lot, and DJ Alice in Wonderland. August 27th is Big Bang Theory, which is uh, at uh, Bang Back Pinball Lounge here in Columbia with DJ Bat Nuclear. It's a free show. September 9th uh, is something I'm most excited about. The Mission, Chameleons UK, and Theater of Hate are all going to be at the Masquerade in Atlanta. You better believe you're going to see your boy out there. Uh, September 10th is Pitch, Bar- Pitch Dark at New Brooklyn Tavern, also featuring DJ uh, Bat Nuclear. That's also a free all-ages show. And September 22nd is Modern English, the modern English that we all know, uh, is going to be at the Radio Room in Greenville, of all places. So that's happening. Uh, coming up with that one? Yeah. Uh, radio, oh, Modern English? Yeah, yeah, if I can try to make it. Uh, it's going to be a crazy month because um, work is sending me to Vegas on the 16th, 17th. It's, it's a Saturday, whatever that is. Of what, August? Uh, uh, September, sorry. September? Yeah, whatever uh, the weekend of the 16th and 17th. Uh, I'll be going out there on a Saturday and coming back on Wednesday and then have the week, rest of the week off. So I'll be taking the entire week off of work. But, I mean, I'll be getting paid for it. But Nice. Uh, I'm working at a convention out there for the day job. Yeah, I'm looking up right now because um, because I was tuned in to WUSC this morning to Ebony Dion's show, 
and uh, which is the best hip hop show in the world, in the universe, in the world, certainly in Columbia from ten to twelve on this station. Heard some good music that you might have, you might even hear it on my show sometime. Oop. But uh, Ebony was talking about how they the iHeart Music Festival is coming up, and I'm looking to see if it might be going on in Vegas while you're there. Oh wow. When is it? Get tickets. Oh, man, it's going to be, dude, I don't know if you might want to think about extending your trip, but iHeart Music Festival is in Vegas Friday, September 22nd, and Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, you know, as fun as that is, uh, the company is paying for everything for a while, what they're paying for. So <laughs> they're paying for... Uh, uh, plane tickets and ho- tickets and hotels, and um, mm. and I'm not into paying for an extra week in Las Vegas. <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah, just hanging out there and every and all the expense that that would be. Um, that does sound like a pretty cool thing, though. That's yeah, right. Foo yeah. Fighters, Fall Out Boy, Kelly Clarkson. Oh wow! Several wow. several yeah. people. All right. Cool, cool. All right, I'm going to jump in my set here. Uh, i got a long set. Coming up in this, brand new releases. Uh, we got some stuff from Ashes Fallen I'm really jazzed about. they got a new album that's coming out. Uh, La Scaltra, who I've played before, I'm really into. Not My God, which is the new uh, project with Skold and uh, Neil Bellum from Cyclone 9. Chrysanthemum Ballroom, that's a word I can't say. Uh, it's coming up. All that's coming up in this set here, but we're kicking off with uh, some brand new stuff from a band that I'm actually not too familiar with. They're called Pietri, and uh, it's a trick on Elbar Room. Speaking of back in the day, if you're from Columbia from back in the day, you know, if I say the phrase Elbar Room, you know what that means. Uh, you new kids in Columbia don't know anything about Elmer Room. But we do. Alright, let's go. Alright, catch you over here. Here we go. We'll do this set, we'll come back. Do some more talk. Words of wisdom coming up. 9.5 WSC FM Columbia. Dark Entries Goth Radio with me. WDZ, here we go.
All right, we are back. Kids of Dark Energy Goth Radio is on your radio with your host DJ D and um, bringing you the spooky tunes and horror business till 10 o'clock, uh, which will be here before you know it. So um, big thanks to Dub Deasy for sticking around for the first little bit of the show and talking to me. And uh, catch his show also every Saturday night, um, 6 to 8, right before this one, um, called One More Saturday Night with um, DJ Dub Deasy. Solid show, solid show. So that's that about that. We just did that. Said we just had with just all new releases just now. And we kicked it off with uh, Pietri with a track called Elbow Room. Uh, Ashes Fallen after that from a brand new album they've got coming out on September 1st. Uh, the album's called Walk Through Fire, and the track we heard was called Damn Me. Uh, Fearing after that with a track called Wind Nights in uh, the MRM remix. And that's from an album called MRM uh, versus Fearing, uh, which came out on August 4th which I guess was just yesterday. Uh, Lascaltra after that with uh, Dancing on Debris. I love those guys, actually. I, I need to play more Lascaltra. Uh, Not My God, that's the uh, the collaboration between Scold, who played New Brooklyn Tavern recently, very recently, just a few weeks ago, and uh, Nero Bellum uh, of Cyclone 9. Uh, that's their collaboration, and the track is called Enter the Way from an album called Obverses. Uh, and then Chrysanthemum Ballroom. I will never, ever, ever be able to say that word. <laughs> The word for that flower, chrysanthemum, chrysanthemum, <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare, chrysanthemum, you know what it is. Anyway, that flower ballroom uh, from an album called Di- Daylight Dies uh, with a uh, track called Baroque Tears, uh, that's what you just heard and that's what uh, rounded out the set there. Those guys are that guy rather, they are from, um, I believe they're from North Carolina or possibly Georgia, I could be wrong about that, I'm pretty sure they're from the Carolinas somewhere. I will research that and tell you guys for sure when I come back in a minute. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're fairly somewhat local. Solid album, by the way. Daylight dies. Go check out that album. Get the entire album. Just go, just go download the whole thing. Buy the whole thing. Pay the money. Get merch. Just in general, uh, buy merch from bands. Give bands money. That's my general word of advice. Um, that desperately needs to happen these days more than it ever, than it ever did. So that's that. Dark Energy's Goth Radio is on your radio. We are doing more spooky tunes and horror business until 10. Uh, when we, After we come back from our words of wisdom, we're going to get into a uh, set of older stuff. It's going to round out pretty much the rest of the show. It's going to be kind of a hodgepodge of uh, bat cavey, obscure, post-punky type stuff. Just whatever I feel like throwing in there. i got about four or five tracks for sure um, queued up and ready to go for that. I'm going to be kicking off with some Corpus Delecti who doesn't get played enough anywhere at all, ever. Um, I'm a huge Corpus Delecti fan. They're, they're near the top of my, like, bucket list bands I'm dying to see at least once before I die. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be uh, getting to some pretty cool uh, old-school Bat KV post-punky type stuff in the, in the second uh, half of the show. But uh, before that, you know what we got to do? we got to do Words of Wisdom from Uncle Charlie, and uh, that's after some ads and things. And that's all coming up right after this on 90.5 WUSC-FM Columbia Broadcasting HD1. Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio with Spooky Tunes. And DJD, and that is all coming up right after this. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you.
You're listening to WUSC FM Columbia. Left of the dial, right in your ear. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. Playing rock! <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness or shape of body may be.
How do you feel about the fact that you're going to spend the rest of your life here? The rest of my life where? Right here. You guys are full. You've been living a thousand illusions, man. The rest of your life where? In prison. In prison? What prison? You got a prison in your mind? You see what I'm saying? You're in prison, son. You're the one that's in jail because you think there is such a thing as a prison. I'm sitting on a line. Guy comes up and draws a line and says, you're in prison. I said, oh, I'm in prison? He puts up a big gate and says, you can't get out. I said, oh, I can't get out? He says, yes. And then he dressed up in uniforms and walking back and forth and have little passes and paperwork and things. And I look at him and they say, we're keeping you locked up. I said, oh, you are? <laughs> I didn't have anything else to do anyway. Pretty, pretty girl Cease to exist Just come and say you love me Give up your work Come on, you can't be I'm your kind, oh, your kind, I can see Walk on, walk on, I love you, pretty girl My life is yours, and you can have my world Never had a lesson I ever learned But I know we all get our turn I love you Never learn not to love you Submission is a gift Go on, give it to your brother Love and understanding Is for one another I'm your kind I'm your kind, I'm your brother I never had a lesson I ever learned But I know we all get our turn And I love you Never learn not to love you Never learn not to love you Never learn not to love you
their brand new one, Fast Murmur, from the new album, um, Slit Skin. And uh, absolutely love Bestial Mouse. I love everything about them. I love everything they do. Uh, hopefully I get to see them and meet them someday. Um, they do quite a bit of touring, so it could happen. Um, we had, uh, there was a Words of Wisdom set in there. We had uh, a little bit of um, Murder of Angels as the uh, backing track there. And um, I believe they have the track was called The Ninth Circle. That's a Manson Family Jam that was in there with Cease to Exist, and that led to the Beastial, Beastial Mouths, and uh, that was that about that. We've got about half an hour or so left on the show, so I'm going to knock out some older school uh, bat cavey post punky type stuff and your request. Also, 803-576-9872 is the number to call, and I want to give a big shout-out to all the uh, people listening to me uh, all over the place and keep me company and join me in um, discussions on Facebook and otherwise and chiming in and just joining in on discussions there. So big shout-out to uh, Crippers and... Uh, Chapman and everybody else over there. Um, I'm afraid to start naming names. I'm always going to leave somebody out if I start naming names. So you know who you are. Um, you know who you are. I see the same names pop up all the time. I know you. I, I don't think I don't notice. It's the same names. And I appreciate all you guys. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, we've got some Corpus Delecti to kick the set off there. With. We're going to get some UK Decay worked in here. We're going to get some Meat for Youth. Uh, and whatever else I just kind of feel like throwing in. Just kind of a hodgepodge. Uh, let's take it back to Batcave. Let's take it back to old post-punk. Let's take it back to the uh, spooky stuff that makes my dark little heart happy. This is, I've said before, but uh, my bread and butter is this era of the goth scene. Not that I have knocking the current era in any way, shape, or form. Obviously, I play a lot of new releases on the show. I love all the newer bands that are out there. But um, And I, I love working with them and doing gigs with them and everything. But... Um, where I kind of got my start and where my, you know, what I first discovered and what my dark little heart is, is invested in is the Batcave era and uh, the era of stuff like Corpus Delecti. That's the stuff that um, if I'm just sitting around kind of listening, listening casually at work and everything, this is the kind of stuff I listen to. And it's the stuff that gets me the most excited out of anything. Alright, here we go. Uh, dark Angels Goth Radio is on your radio. Here we go.
Crawford's very clever, isn't he, using you? What do you mean, sir? Pretty young woman to turn him on. I don't believe Lecter's even seen a woman in eight years. And oh, are you ever his taste, so to speak. I graduated from UVA, Doctor. It is not a charm school. Good, then you should be able to remember the rules. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass him nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. No staples or paper clips in his paper. Use the sliding food carrier. No exceptions. If he attempts to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand, sir. I'm going to show you why we insist on such precautions. On the afternoon of July 8, 1981, he complained of chest pains and was taken to the dispensary. His mouthpiece and restraints were removed for an EKG. When the nurse leaned over him, he did this to her. The doctors managed to reset her jaw, more or less, save one of her eyes. His pulse never got above 85, even when he ate her tongue.
favorite Susie tracks of all time and that is going to do it kids that is going to be the last track of the night we are going to run off into the night and see what trouble we can get up into uh in that set we had um some corpus delecti with uh, one of my favorite corpus, corpus delecti tracks motherland uh uk decay after that with four madmen only and meat for youth after that with a track actually also called meat for youth and that's uh m-e-a-t meat and if you thought that uh they sounded somewhat similar. It's because Eddie Branch uh, was the lead singer of both those bands. Uh, Eddie Branch was actually involved in quite a few really cool projects back in the day, but uh, UK Decay is probably my favorite out of all of them. But, uh, yeah, so that was a little double shot of Eddie Branch there. And uh, Ak Ak after that with a track called An- Another Face and uh, Dance Society in there with We Are So Happy. And then we heard uh, just now some Susie and the Banshees from the Tinderbox album with uh, Land's End. And that's going to do it, kids. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I'll try to have this up, up, uploaded to the uh, podcast tomorrow, and uh, that's at darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. Um, if it's in the future and it is tomorrow or beyond or whatever, and you're listening to this on that, then hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Um, and you can catch me on all the socials at, at darkentriesdjd. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. Uh, possible TikTok coming, and uh, who knows what else, YouTube, whatever. Uh, and on Facebook is the only thing on Facebook called Dark Entries Goth Radio, so it should be pretty easy to find. So that's that about that so far. Not going to be on threads, I don't think. <laughs> I do. I, uh, I manage social media for a living, and um, for, so for the company I work for, we're on threads. I, I decided to sign us up on that. And it's just kind of there. I don't know what, what's going on. And maybe they'll do some updates and make it actually user-friendly or worth looking at. That's just my take on it right now. I think it's a flash in the pan. I don't know what they're... Unless I just... I know it's in the early days, but they're really going to have to overhaul this thing or bring out some bells and whistles to make it worth it, I think. Um, I do it for the day job because it is my job, but on, on a personal level, I don't, I don't see Deej signing up for it anytime soon. Um, it, I got too many things to bounce already, man. I'm trying to make TikToks. What are you talking about? I technically have a TikTok account in my, in my name. Um... It has nothing on it. I get recommendations all the time for stuff to watch, but uh, I'm going to probably scrap that whole thing all together and just start a fresh one with um, sort of the the Dark Entries brand, as much as I hate saying that word. <laughs> so pretentious. We all have a brand now. But who knows? I don't know. New content might be coming. I said at one time I was never, ever, ever going to join TikTok, and here I am. Uh, it's all crumbling. It's all falling apart. There's blue sky now. I, I I don't even have time. I can't even keep up with it. There are too many things. There's too many things.
Alright. That's it. That's all I got. That's my rant of the night. I uh, hope you guys have a good night and all that. And we'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel on 90.5 WSCFM Columbia Record Broadcasting HD1. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for all the irregulars that uh, joined me and kept me company and all that jazz. And I'll see you next week. And as always, keep it spooky.